This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum, the Scandinavian Tobacco Group, Lane Limited, and the CountrySquireOnline.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, dude. And good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing I'm doing great. Uh, beautiful weather today here in central Mississippi. Dude, yeah. It and is. Uh, yeah, just smoking my pipe. I enjoyed a couple cigars today, which, uh, which I like cigars, but, you know, it's one of those things where... It always kind of throws off my pipe palate a little bit. It's a different. It's a it's different a, experience. It's a different experience. I think last time you smoked a cigar, you you may have. Hey, uh, let's not talk about. Hey, that. You may. <laughs> it, it, it sat let's me just down. say you couldn't drive for it, a while. It sat me down. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, just really nice day around the shop. Had a big crew uh, hanging out, and uh, yeah, yeah, things are things are good. Well, good, man. Yeah, look, I've. Uh, you know, it, it is beautiful weather, and, and, you know, I had the opportunity to spend some good family time this afternoon, which was wonderful, but, man, I had a rough day. Um, windows, you know, uh, your, your PC. As in, like, computer windows. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, Windows had an update, and it forced its update upon me. I had no earthly idea that this was happening, but it happened. And then, once it happened, all of my sound equipment in the studio ceased to work. So nope. you, <laughs> I have over $1,000 worth of paperweights currently in the studio. Well, it looks like you didn't pull all your hair out. Whew. It was uh, <laughs> that's anyway, terrible, man. It's going to be a rough morning trying to get it all worked out. But fortunately, yep. the uh, <laughs> our, our, our Squire Studio, all faithful, mo- mo- right? Here. Right, it was uh, it was unaffected. Yeah, man, <laughs> nothing like a classic <laughs> right there. So we're 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 rocking and we're rolling. We're here to be uh, be here. Actually, before we got uh, started today and, and got everything set up, I, I was able to come by the shop before you closed. Got to meet two listeners. Uh, Z and Bree. Z and Bree, man. Yeah. 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 Two listeners, uh, 18, and I think Bree uh, might be closer to 20. But uh, yeah, two young, new pipe smokers, man, real uh, enthusiastic about it. And uh, yeah, they've been listening to the uh, to the podcast very faithfully, and we're, uh, we're happy to have them around. Z had this look on his face when I walked in. I could kind of, I kind of tell he knew who you were. Yeah. I could, I could kind of tell he knew who I was, but he wasn't sure how to tell me. And that, I've seen that look before. I, you know, a lot of y'all, when I've been able to meet you before, <laughs> you have this look like, okay, I've been listening to him for a long time <laughs> and it's cool. You know, if you ever meet me, just let me know that you listen to the show and, uh, and that kind of helps me know that you've, you've heard me ramble when, about whenever they first meet us, they're always like, they do look like hobbits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, that is accurate. That's an accurate description. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, these two hobbits are going to Chicago. We are. In fact, we're going to Chicago coming up at the Chicago pipe show heading our way April 30th yeah. and May 1st, man. We are about a month and a day or so away from Yeah. That. Last weekend in April and, uh, man, we're just excited. Like we've mentioned before, we, uh, you know, have some exciting things to announce about going up that way, but, um, yeah, man, never been to Chicago and can't wait. Looking forward so, to it. So, all right, this is interesting because a, a yeah. listener did actually write in and, uh, and, and just kind of clarify. I was like, all right, the show is actually like a, like a, an hour out of downtown Chicago. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Man. you know, we've got the Chicago Land Pipe Show here, but um, you know, we're we're gonna be, I, I believe, out at a golf course. You know, I mean, the I think the the airport is in Chicago, so I mean, we we will be in downtown Chicago either at the beginning or tail end, one way or the other. I just want to go to Chicago, man. It's I, a windy no, city. No, I, I I do too. I feel like it's necessary, and um, yeah, I'm excited. All right, man. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. Hey, speaking of a lot of fun. 
this last past week over on the Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought it'd be kind of fun to find out where everybody's from. This was really interesting to me. Yeah. Man, this was really great. So we posted out just kind of a sound off, where are you from? And I mean, you guys, y'all just took off and, and yeah. folks have been on yeah. there. It's been ongoing. In fact, I went ahead and just pinned it to the top. So if you are listening right now, head over to facebook.com slash country squire radio. Uh, the post will be right there at the top. Put in the comments. Let us know your city, your state of, uh, of origin and where, where you're at. And I feel like we need like a board. You know, somebody was saying, like, is anybody keeping up with Kind of like a map or something. I yeah. I think that'd be cool. I don't know. That's a good idea. Is there, there's got to, there's probably some website or service that allows kind of app people or to, something. Yeah. to do that kind of thing. So it'd, it'd be cool to. It was incredible, though. You know, we constantly talk about the community that we've built through Country Squire Radio and kind of the, the people's tobacconist out there, you know, across the world. And, uh, and, and we're thrilled about that and so glad to be a part of that. But, um, at the same time, I think sometimes it's lost on us just the, the breadth of that, just how, you know, vast it really is. And when you get people commenting from overseas and of course all over America, it's just, man, it's such an honor, dude. It's, well, the, it's so much fun. The cool thing was seeing each other, you know, you guys actually kind of interact with one another when you realize you're mm-hmm. from the same place. Mm-hmm. Somebody even figured out they knew the brother of somebody else who was listening to the show, <laughs> which is great. Pretty crazy yeah. yeah yeah so I, I don't know i love that kind of stuff so uh, head over there facebook.com slash country squire radio sound off let us know where you're from and uh, and also kind of peruse there as well see other folks that are uh, in your area and you know maybe you guys can kind of do a, a local meetup of your own you know the community Isn't is amazing key. that it's yeah. gotten to that point with us yeah i mean we you know we, we it, we've got such a great community that it's evolved to that point i love that and it's it's That's amazing. Uh, it's the community themselves it's i mean you know, it's not us in the slightest <laughs> <laughs> we're just the two schmucks that get on here once a week and give you an opportunity to make fun of us. There you go. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think we can be that. That's that's a good thing. We've got a great show planned for tonight. We are actually talking about Kamoy. Kamoy, yeah. You know, uh, Bo, we kind of have a series, I guess it is a series, but where we go through and feature uh, different pipe manufacturers occasionally. Oh, we yeah. talked about, um, you know, just a wide variety, Savinelli, Peterson, uh, Nording, um, Dunhill, you know, some of the just old standards, you know, companies that we all know and love as pipe enthusiasts. And, um, man, I thought we'd talk about Kamoy. This is a, a really historically significant pipe company that uh, currently, you know, is not particularly on the, you know, I- extremely popular right now. Now, as I understand uh, it, it's a Japanese fish. It gets to be kind of large. That, that, that's right. Yeah, they, they and, make uh, a lot of tattoos with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah multicolored tattoos. Yeah. And, and uh, you can feed them cat food. Michael you, Scott <laughs> fell into a, a pond of, full of kamois. Full, full of kamois. Right. Yeah. Right. No, but wait, hang on. It's that, that's koi. That's koi. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> mm. You know, with with Kamoi, we've got a brand that um, we wanted to talk about because even though it hasn't been extremely popular for the past twenty years, it's kind of experiencing a renaissance here. There's some energy that's kind of getting pumped into this brand. Really, uh, that is so um, you know such a favorite of both the. Uh, you know, 20th century and the and the 19th century, interestingly enough, which we'll get to. But, uh, you know, this is just a, a really old school brand that uh, it goes back to the just the real heart of uh, of the, you know, pipe movement and uh, and particularly the the briar pipe movement, which is kind of interesting. So um, one of those companies, you know, when I started working at the Squire, uh, you know, our, our shop had been, you know, uh, here obviously for 46 years, but uh, a little dormant along the way. We kind of uh, had some inventory that had been sitting in the shop for, you know, literally 
literally 15, 20 years. And, yeah. you know, I, I found uh, when I first started working here, just uh, cases and cases of old Kamoi pipes. And it was so magical. Like, you know, just these treasure troves from like the, you know, uh, mid to late seventies. It was these so cool. Estate pipes are these actually brand new pipes, wow. dude. Yeah. Just amazing. And, uh, and so we had a, just a real nice uh, bevy of them. That was, that was a lot of fun to go through. And, you know, slowly we worked through those and uh, have always had a lot of estate Kamois come through. Uh, Kamoi uh, being, one of the old school manufacturers that it is and and because of its popularity in the 20th century had such a uh it still has such a strong collector's value you've got folks out there that are pipe enthusiasts that love to collect pipes and um and those those kamoys uh you know particularly from the mid 20th century on up until you know the mid 70s or so uh, you know, are just are really uh, popular items and, and, you know, must-haves for, you know, a lot of people's collections. So, huh. um, you know, if you think about the brands, kind of where the, the quality and the standards are, in, in, the, in the tobacconist world, you've kind of got uh, these strata of quality, you know. And, uh, you know, we, so we think of, you know, premium pipes that are still at a reasonable value. And you, you, you think of names like, uh, you know, Peterson or... You know, it's interesting. You often compare when you talk about the strategy you know the the scope yeah in terms of kind of quality and cost yeah i hear you a lot of times actually compare this uh pipes to cars in that way that's right that's right you know i i've got this bad habit of saying this is kind of the honda accord right. of the of the insert you know industry world here whether it be the pipe world or, or the cigar world and you know with um with kamoi you know certainly during the mid 20th century you've kind of got this um you know standard of quality but also uh you know, just a, a good value as far as as far as a pipe goes. Something you're not going to pay a fortune for, but you know you're getting a really good smoking machine, right? Uh, that'll last forever. And uh, and and to to their credit, you you see them to this day still uh, being heavily used. Those pipes that are made in that era. But um, you know, you think of brands like Peterson and Savinelli, and again Nording. We you know mentioned some of these brands earlier, and and Kamoy, uh, some of the old GBDs. Uh, these were just those really old fashioned brands that uh, just had such success and that pipe smokers could go to without hesitation, uh, knowing that they get a really high quality, uh, real, really high quality pipe. So Kamoy, would you, I, you know, this is kind of whenever I think about quality in pipes, you know, yeah. a basket pipe always kind of comes to mind. Would you find a Kamoy as part of like in a basket at some shop? The thing is like, you know, basket pipes having kind of that reputation of being an entry level briar. Kamoy even had within its own brand its own stratification. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, they had offshoots of, of uh, you know, brands like the uh, Everyman's uh, Pipe, and there were a few others. But you had these um, branches of Kamoy that were, you know, they kind of uh, allowed people to, you know, enjoy some of the same briar, but just at different price points. Mm. So, um, but anyway, kind of getting into some of the history of it is really interesting. You know, we think of Kamoy nowadays as, you know, not as much of a, of a big brand. We'll get to the modern day, uh, you know, shortly. But uh, Kamoy was started, you know, a lot of these pipe companies date to the late uh, 1800s, late 19th century. But Kamoy goes back to the early 19th century. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're talking uh, 1820s kind of era, uh, which is way back, right? So, I mean, think of a, uh, you know, modern brand that we still use and hear and love today, like, you know, going that far back. Yeah. And so um, all the way back to the 1820s, uh, you've got a guy named Francois Camoy. Uh, <laughs> uh, imagine, imagine that. Right. Uh, you know who is in southern France, uh, Saint Claude, and and if you're a pipe enthusiast who's followed kind of the history of this, you know that Saint Claude, France, is the home of the Briar pipe. Uh, this is where Briar first started taking. 
uh, route. That no pun intended. Right. Now that can't be right. I, th- I I would associate that with like Italy, not France. Yeah. Well, you think France has, uh, you know, obviously is also along the Mediterranean. Sure. Uh, and and the heath tree is not only native to Italy. Uh, and places like Algeria and Spain, but but also southern France, and so wow, um, right. the heath tree being native to this area, they uh, you know kind of got into the briar pipe making. The Kamoi uh, originally did clay pipes. Okay, so you've got a clay pipe maker um, in southern you know France, but then they start dabbling with these other media, and once they got into um, you know the they figured out the native heath tree had this root. Uh, which was just really uh, robust and fire resistant, and they were like, you know, we're going to make some pipes out of this. You know, so I, they did. I, I like to think of the the first person that realized that Heath was fire resistant. They yeah. were trying to start a fire, like at their camp. Like, oh, you know, we got to. <laughs> Why would this stuff burn? Like, get, get, light it, light it. And they like, <laughs> it's all they ever have. And then like some of them die in the night, but then the one that survives is like, right. from this magical root, I will carve a pipe. <laughs> we couldn't. Yeah, we couldn't cook our dinner. You know, the wolves came and ate us or whatever. But yeah, yeah, well, we 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 know what the best thing to make a pipe of. Right now, right. 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 <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, so you know, you've you've got Francois Camoy. He, uh, with you know, around the 1820s, started his company. Uh, later in the 1800s, around 1850, began uh, with his son making pipes out of uh, briar, and, and then eventually uh, his his grandson uh, Henry, or probably Henri Camoy, uh, moved to uh, London. Okay. And so he, he moves to London. He's got kind of his tool bag and this idea, like I'm going to, you know, uh, make this, uh, pipe brand and we're going to get out there and really, you know, kind of enter into this, you know, post and, you know, industrial Britain and this kind of thing really take off. Um, and so they start, uh, making pipes in London and it was off to the races at that point. Okay. So this is like a, a brand that just literally explodes. Um, and you think about like, you know, Britain at the time, uh, industrial revolution, and then also a lot of connectivity beginning to happen across the Atlantic with America. You've got, uh, you know, more communication going on. And so as early as, you know, the late 1800s have laid like, you know, cables under the sea that like can telegraph between New York and London and all these things, which is just amazing to it, think yeah, about. It is, it is fantastic. Um, about, yeah. and, and, and so, you know, but there, there's this connectivity and Kamoi was one of the first companies first pipe makers that was like you know they saw this american thing happening across the ocean were like we want to get in on that mm. and so they they were able to find some distributorships on uh on our side of the the pond and actually um got so overwhelmed they had to like you know really ramp up their production in a very short amount of time so um but anyway kamoy you know kind of entering into that period and at that point it kind of gets um a little confusing about their history just because, you know, as many pipe makers go, uh, you've got a lot of uh, really interesting little buyouts or, you know, this person was partnered with this carver and then they died and they went over to this carver and, you know, they had a little schism or, you know, someone divorced someone else. And so that, you know, it's just all this weird, like, you know, they were, just, they were living it, man. They weren't planning yeah. on uh, the storing their history for prosperity. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's the, it's the pipe industry, man. It's just crazy. But pop, pop, you need to write this down. One day there'll be a podcast. I know. What? I know. <laughs> a podcast. Be two people in Mississippi. Where's Mississippi? Well, what's a Mississippi? <laughs> what kind of sorcery do you speak of? <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, you've got this, you know, burgeoning, you know, kind of new, excite, not new, but, you know, an exciting pipe brand that's real aggressive uh in kamoy and uh yeah just kind of takes over the the briar pipe uh world right up there with uh you know all the you know classic english pipe makers you think of at the time you know kamoy uh has always excelled in 
uh, very classic shapes, lots of straight grain, uh, but very, very classic shapes. You've got, you know, things like billiards and bulldogs, princes, uh, you know, uh, occasionally they'll get a little aggressive, but, you know, it's just a, when you think of a Kamoi, you think of a, um, a very traditional pipe. Um, and, and for instance, I'm smoking my, uh, Kamoi, uh, right here. I have, I have one Kamoi, uh, this is a Kamoi Guildhall, which would have been one of their more value brands, uh, yeah. you know, but it, this is an old, old pipe. It's got a, uh, ebonite bit on it and, uh, just a straight billiard roll, not quite a pencil shank. Uh, shank, pencil, uh, thin shank on it, but uh, just very thin. Man, this one's seen some action. It's seen some action. That is my yard pipe. That is ah. the that is the pipe that I actually work in the yard with. But I've done so many cool things with this pipe, and it smokes so great that it's kind of like I kind of hesitate to actually take <laughs> it into the into combat, you right, know. Right, still, right. because like I mean, I I've fallen off a ladder with a you know skill saw in my hand like smoking this pipe like like it's it's time to start babying this thing you know hey is that marking on the stem is that actually the kamoi logo it is yeah and that's kind of an interesting thing that i i love about kamoi uh from that 19 late 1920s kind of uh 30s all the way up until uh they got bought out in the early 1980s um kamoi on a lot of their pipes uh did what they called the um three-piece c uh, it was the inlaid C on a stem. And so uh, kind of like how, you know, you know, a real Dunhill stem by if the if the dot on the stem is drilled all the way through, yep. it's not just painted on the top, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Um, and, and Kamoi was committed to doing kind of the same thing on their pipes. And so um, but you think a, a putting a dot on your stem drilled all the way through the ebonite is one thing. But um, man, putting a putting a C on there is, is, is a little more complicated. So they kind of had this system where they would drill it out and then inlay the C and uh, a couple of different pieces and then, and then put a uh, kind of another black dot over the C to kind of make, make it from a circle into a C kind of, kind of convoluted. But, um, but anyway, the, the C is actually all the way through inlaid into the ebonite, wow. which is just uh, uh, just a real, real clean, clean line, beautiful little billiard. And uh, I mean, it smokes like a champ. So what would, I mean, you know, I guess really what it comes down to with the pipe in terms of the quality and, and also the price that then there comes along with it yeah. is really the grain. But but is are certain shapes typically considered they're higher priced on their, you know, their scale? Yeah. I mean, I think the quality of any pipe is, you know, going to be based mostly on the drilling and the fundamentals, the grain and, you know, uh, the aesthetic of it. But um, obviously some shapes are more popular than others. And so on the open market, you know, you might pay more for, uh, you know, standard bulldog than you might some, uh, you know, crazy shape that maybe in the 1960s wasn't particularly popular or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, the Kamoys over the years have just kind of been all over the map, you know, in the early 1980s, um, it, the Kamoy was uh, bought out by the cardigan company. Uh, the cardigan company, um, if I'm understanding right, was kind of a conglomerate it, and, and still owns, if I am uh, understand correctly, the Kamoy company. But um, so they, they bought this brand out and Kamoy uh, kind of went through a wilderness period. And that's kind of the kind of the period that I think we're maybe coming out of a little bit now. Okay. So it lasted for maybe 30 years. But um, you've got this this season in which Kamoy was just kind of uh, not aggressively approaching the pipe community, not really. Uh, you know, you know, trying to market themselves, create new different styles and, um, you know, really uh, positioning themselves to be like a premier pipe maker like they were certainly in the mid 20th century. 
Um, and, and so you've kind of, you know, you had this dearth of, of talk about Kamoy. You could get them, but, you know, it was just more, much more limited. And, and now, uh, you know, Kamoy is kind of experiencing this renaissance where they're, uh, you know, starting to, uh, I think on the, we're on the early stages of this where they're starting to get more aggressive in their marketing and, uh, you know, they're coming out with some new designs. One thing they've really uh, stepped it up on is their, uh, tobacco. They've actually come out with some of their own tobacco. I was going to ask you about this. Yeah. Um, and and they're really beautifully packaged. If you look, they kind of look like a small uh, paint can with that real uh, regal looking kamoi kind of oval on there. Uh, and, and you know, so you pry this paint can open. It, I think they're generally a hundred gram tins. Mm. And, um, you know, just full of you know really high quality tobacco. I recently had the cast strength number seven or the cask number seven. Listen to me, cast strength because <laughs> like like a like our favorite scotch. But right, right, right. Uh, you know the Cask number seven, which is kind of a Virginia Perique with a little Cavendish in it, and um, and and it's just it's just great tobacco. You know, we hear a lot about uh, some of their blends, and even you know, folks come in the Squire and and regularly request them. So, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a brand that I think um, similar to Sheraton, maybe uh, Sheraton, of course, one of the most beloved brands of the you know twentieth century, and certainly probably my personal favorite brand. Um, you know, it, once it got bought out, it kind of it, it kind of just, it kind of just, you know, fizzled. It kind of just, uh, you know, went away and, and into this wilderness. And you had Sheratons, you know, but but certainly they, um, you know, didn't have the mystique that they did before. It, the difference with Kamoy is I, I, I kind of get the sense that maybe they're starting to come out of that a little bit mm-hmm. and finding their own once again as kind of a new, uh, just the new energy that's put behind it. I know in America they are distributed by the Phillips and King Company, um, which has just done a really good job at kind of re- educating the pipe community on this great brand, Kamoy, which has such a storied history. You know, yeah. we probably would not uh, find briar pipes as ubiquitous as they are if it weren't for Kamoy. And so, um, you know, we love them and support them and, uh, man, hope they hope they continue to do well. Man, so French Carver comes up with briar as a basis to carve out a pipe. Yeah. Goes to London, mass produces them, and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Man, that's crazy. I, I You know, I like I said, I just I always associate briar with italy and i mean i know yeah. that there's briar everywhere but i mean i well not everywhere but there's briar in a lot of different locales i you know i think we for some reason um you know italian briar is just kind of it's seen as that um you know just like you said you equate briar with italy yeah um but you know briar has always been all across dunhill forever has used adria you know um uh, algerian briar hmm. uh you've got adriatic briar uh, obviously uh, large portions of spain the heath tree is native to you know kind of that part of the mediterranean as well and and certainly that includes uh you know southern france and so you have this kind of tradition of uh you know french pipe makers that are from that region uh, another one is bouchocan uh, or in the south, we like to refer to as butts choking, and uh, <laughs> and and you know, it, and it, these are these are companies that were just kind of you know, I mean, Saint Claude France is the home of Briar. Yeah, you know, it's the home of Briar pipes. And, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and and so there's just a really nice tradition that come from there. Kamoy, uh, obviously, because they uh, you know eventually jumped over the channel into England, they kind of have this different interesting like french and british connection which is kind of fascinating but um you know so um anyway just a just a great brand we love them at the squire i always love uh seeing old kamoys come in the shop and particularly if it's from that you know 19 
uh, pre nineteen eighties era. Yeah, highly collectible uh, folks that you know that's that's literally all they smoke. I, I think mine is probably from the late sixties. Uh, would would be my venture. And uh, man, it just smokes like a champ. It's just uh, one of those pipes that I can always go to and, and not have to worry about. This is going to be a dumb question and only moderately connected. But there are no stupid questions, <laughs> just stupid people. This is coming from a stupid person. <laughs> uh, industrial. When was the That's industrial terrible. revolution in, uh, in in London, in England? Well, you know, I think it spanned most of the 1800s. I mean, yeah. I think you had even you know the you know early stages of it in the late 1700s, but then you know on through. Uh, on through the 1800s. Okay, so yeah. so this would have been during the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, because I was you, you'd mentioned I couldn't remember if you said after or or during, and I was trying to to kind of place it there. Yeah, um, and just but, but you know America's kind of revolution in the same uh, sense of the word anyway happened in the later 1800s and and even on into the early 1900s. You know, you kind of had all these uh, the age of the robber barons and all this kind of stuff where these uh, folks just made fortunes off of you know America kind of. Uh, industrializing. And so, you know, uh, Kamoy was, you know, kind of uh, one of the first companies that positioned themselves to take advantage of that yeah. as far as the pipe market goes in America and uh, and really ramped up their, um, you know, their production during that time. So, you know, I, I'd fascinating. Be, I mean, I'd be interested to, to kind of explore regional pipe history. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I mean, mm-hmm. it, it it's interesting because we, we kind of all associate it now, but I mean, especially like, you know, European pipe history, Asian pipe history. Yeah. Of course, you know, a lot of what we talk about ends up being American pipe history until we go to some of these brands uh, that, that you know, all originate <laughs> from, uh, from overseas from uh, Europe. Portland Paul actually just tweeted in with a really interesting little factoid there for you. Yeah, yeah. He says, uh, Stephen Books at the House of Calabash, who is the only master tobacconist west of the Mississippi, uh, was the chief blender f- com- for Kamoy at uh, 16 years old. Uh, Steve Stephen Books, obviously, uh, you know, if you know anything about boutique, small batch tobacconist, uh, is is just legendary in our field. He's one of those people that I, I want to grow up to be, you know. Uh, you want to have him on the show? Because Portland Paul can hook it up. Uh, Portland Paul could. Yeah, he is three miles from his house. But um, yeah, so anyway, Stephen Books, uh, a lot of really excellent tobaccos that they've come out with over the years. Well, really awesome. Always great to, to learn the history of these com- uh, companies, and these manufacturers, especially those across the pond, as it were. But uh, hey, yeah, we're actually yeah. brought to you by a manufacturer right here on this side of the pond. Uh, our good friends over at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's Man, right. We have been uh, featuring various pipes for the last several episodes. We've got a pipe that we've done for the last two episodes, the Legend. Man, the Legend pipe, and it really is what it what it says what it what it proclaims to be. It is legendary. It is legendary. We love the Legend pipe. It's one of those uh, you know pipes that's really uh, you know a, a great value pipe. You can get into a pipe. Uh, super easy with it, and we really recommend it to new pipe smokers a lot uh, because it's something that you know you're. It's very reasonably priced, and you're going to get a high quality smoke uh, to kind of see if if the pipe is is for you. And so uh, we've got folks that uh, because of the nice filter system it's got uh, have smoked Legend Corn Cob pipes forever, and uh, you know we'll will uh, you know buy multiples at a time. So it's a great pipe. It's interesting that I, people you know they've been tweeting in uh, pictures of the various pipes and tobaccos that we recommend and that sponsor this. Pipe podcast and um you know the legend has been coming in over the last couple of weeks and it, yeah. it hit me the shape of it man feels like a monument it's one of the classic shapes you know and i think mixed with the amber stem that they uh you oh, know, yeah, put beautiful. on there it just uh it, it makes a really nice impression so um anyway brought to you by the legend pipes at missouri Mearsham, and uh, we highly encourage you to check them out yep and tweet in a picture if you've got one we'll retweet it out pipe question of the week 
pipe question of the week this week comes in from Parker Brunson, uh, who asks, I have been looking for a good tinned cherry blend and was wondering if you gents had any recommendations. Thanks. Blessings. Parker Brunson. Parker, I've got a recommendation for you. Uh, don't smoke cherry blend. <laughs> oh, I know. That's wrong. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. I know. I know. Yeah. I, you know, cherry blends are kind of, you know, we, we had a great episode about cherry blends not too long ago. Pink's blood. Was, uh, one of those things. I know, right? We, <laughs> yeah, I got to get to work on that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we, uh, these cherry blends there, uh, when you think of grandpa smoking a sweet pipe tobacco and it's just this great smell in the room and all this kind of thing, you think of, uh, one of those old school cherry blends and there's so many of them. Uh, I, I'm particularly a fan of the McC- Clellan's triple cherry. Um, it, it's it's three 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 cherry. It's it's fantastic. And uh, what McClellan did is they uh, took the uh, three varieties of cherry and kind of tried to get the uh, closest match to those flavors as they could, and then made a made a tobacco out of it. So um, anyway, uh, high quality products from McClellan. Highly recommend that. They also have. Uh, uh, you could get uh, either through the Lane Company, uh, uh, Take Six, or TK6, uh, you know, through uh, McClelland, or maybe I have those interposed, but that's a that's a fantastic uh, cherry blend as well. And a lot of tobacconists use that in some of their products too. So uh, either either one of those I think you'd be fine with. We talked about Middleton's Cherry, uh, which is just a, you know, probably the most classic of the cherry blends that go, you know, way back into the early 20th century. So um, anyway, any of those you'd be fine. Yeah, you know, the, the, the top three cherry tobaccos that we posted out, um, definitely check out that episode. Actually, that episode was the the first time that I realized uh, just the the diversity and the variety that's actually in various cherry tobaccos, given yeah. that there is, yeah. you know, a cherry doesn't mean the same thing to the same person. I mean, for me, I always just think of cocktail cherries, but you might think of the kind of those dark red. And, and that that's actually a really good point. We have people that come into the shop, and you know, at the Squire, we we've worked hard to have a variety here. So, uh, you know, we have uh, four, three cherry blends with kind of a fourth. Uh, we've got a flambeau. Saratoga trumpeter and and some people argue that the Parsons blend also has a little cherry and, and it and it does but um the flambeau is you I know I feel like you just cheated me I, I what, what do you, you mean char- char- Parsons has cherry it, it's just a little bit there's it's a it's multiple oh, sometimes fruit. you want don't want to know why the, the how the sausage is made multiple fruit flavors that that are that that are there I think that's why Parsons blend is so popular because a lot of people different get different stuff out of it but I'll never pull um, that out with the uh, we, you know, people come in and they're like, you know, I want a tobacco that's like a maraschino cherry, mm-hmm. or they'll come in and be like, I want a black cherry, or I want something that uh, tastes like you know one of those uh, real syrupy cherries covered in chocolate kind of thing, you know, and, and and so we you know try to have varieties there, but but I think because of all the different types of cherry. Uh, you know, you, you, you have different types of cherry tobacco, so that's where it's at. And, you know, I think we can men- mention that, um, we, we've actually got our friends at STG were kind enough to send us an early sampling of a cherry tobacco they've got in the works. That's right. Put it this way. They got something cool. Right. Something special in the works. In the works. Cherry tobacco wise. Right. It's a pretty good cherry tobacco. <laughs> if you like cherry tobacco, it's a pretty good cherry tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, but like I said, for me, it's not a thing. I don't mean to come off as judgmental. There's a ton of people that like cherries. Look, when we did that cherry tobacco <laughs> episode, like the like everybody came out of the woodwork. People had opinions no, they on did. cherry tobacco. Either you are like for it or you're against it. The, the, this is the thing. Like, Hashtag Bink's blood. That's all. Know, that's, that's all. <laughs> People come in the shop and they're, you know, I'll, they'll say like, well, what is that one like? And, you know, if I, if I mess up and say, well, that's a cherry tobacco, you know, then they're, imme- they immediately are like, no, I don't want to try that. But if I let them smell it and, and even let them taste it, 
uh, you know, why, by smoking a bowl of it, and then and 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 let and they'll and they'll enjoy it, Evil. and 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 then afterwards be like, that's that's a cherry tobacco. It's like you never would have thought that. You know, it's just kind of this fascinating thing. It's kind of like when uh, you know, your mom seek sneaks some mushrooms into the you know, uh, pasta sauce or something, and and, and you what kind of pasta sauce was your mom making? And you hate mushrooms, but like you know, <laughs> but 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 you know, you realize after you you know loved it for years that they're in there. It's just kind of one of those things. All know? right, fair yeah. enough. Great great question, Parker. Let us know if you. Got a pipe question a week send it in csr at pottestery.com quick fire with the squire Question. Bring them, baby. All right. So these come in. We actually posted out earlier today to Facebook. Got, got a uh, great response from yeah. a lot of folks. So thank you all for sending in those quick fire questions. Uh, for this week, we're coming in from uh, Chase, who says these are all very musical themed. In fact, one would say they are music themed. Bob Dylan or the Beatles? Man, you know me well enough to know I got to go with the Beatles. I, you know, Bob Dylan has, um, I, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about Bob Dylan and I haven't even heard a lot of his music, but you know, he's, he's got that, that following that is really hardcore and he's got such a unique kind of uh, personality behind him. I don't know. I, I think certainly as a, uh, you know, star kind of in the music world and someone that's uh, certainly shaped the industry a lot. You got to give him props for that. But uh, personally, I got to go with the Beatles. Yeah, I mean, he's no uh, he's no Dave Matthews, but I'm going to go with Bob Dylan. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> uh, Cash or Nelson? Uh, Johnny Cash. Yeah, man. You, yeah, I mean, it's hard to beat the Cash man. Like, I, you know, Willie Nelson has his place, but I, I don't know. It's Johnny Cash. Yeah. Do, do you know he got arrested in Starkville, Mississippi? Uh, back in the seventies, is that right? And and the 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 song Starkville City Jail is is written by him about that experience. Oh, interesting. And and he to this day, uh, one of the uh, biggest Johnny Cash festivals east of the Mississippi uh, is in Starkville, and it's called is it the, in that jail. It, it no, but it, but it's <laughs> called the uh, it's called the uh, Starkville. Uh, Johnny Cash flower picking festival. The reason why he was arrested in Starkville, Mississippi, uh-huh. is because he got uh, hammered downtown Starkville. That's classic as, as Cash, classic Johnny Cash. <laughs> uh, had a little bit too much to drink, and 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 was uh, caught by the police um, going to the bathroom in someone's yard. And, and when he tried to explain himself, I'm, I'm dead serious. This is a true story. This is a true story. And and when he tried to explain himself, uh, he, he was in Starville. Mississippi State, which is my alma mater, is in Starville. And so this big college town. And, you know, he, he was there playing a show for the students and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, he goes out, gets, you know, a little lit and then, you know, goes and, you know, pees in someone's yard and so you know he, he so he so he does this and and when the police approach him uh-huh. he, he said he was picking flowers uh, he said picking flowers you know he was he was out there picking flowers he wasn't he wasn't doing anything bad he's picking flowers in someone's garden so 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 when they started this festival about 10 years ago uh the, the coolest thing the starkville city council actually pardoned Johnny Cash. Oh, do they really? They actually officially pardon Johnny Cash for uh for picking flowers. You know what? I don't think that's cool. It just shows that celebrities can get away with anything. No, they can, including you know picking flowers and someone's, <laughs> on, on someone's daffodils. All I know about him is that uh, I'm going to Jackson is not Jackson, Mississippi. That's actually Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah. When I learned that, it, it made me sad. That's all right. Uh, Ramones or Led Zeppelin? Uh, Led Zeppelin. Got to get the lead out. I love I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah, not even a question. Uh, Elton John or Queen? Hmm. A soft Elton John. I think I think I got to go with Elton John, but I'm not. I really appreciate Queen. I'm gonna go Elton John all the way. Yeah. Um, Elton John is. I mean, he's he's. 
Yeah, he's amazing. He's Actually, still going, man. He's still going. In fact, I was watching the other day. Uh, Disney was celebrating their. They, they did. They had a big anniversary thing at, at Disney. Yeah, and um, and they had Elton John do um, Circle of Life at the end of it. Like mm-hmm. it was a big, mm-hmm. it was a live concert, and they had all of this. I mean, it looked amazing, and they broadcast it. Yeah, and I mean, like he, he's getting on up there. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? like, <laughs> he is. Like you know, he's and and he, he's not. He's got a lot going on. He's not as uh, he's not as fit as he once was either. <laughs> if you know what was I mean. Was he ever fit? I mean, he's he was always kind of a big guy, but he, he, I mean, he's, I he's 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 less fit than he was before. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember him being that fat. Uh, <laughs> but um, just say it. it was just it was interesting because he gets up there and he's doing his thing, and I mean, like he's surrounded by all these younger dudes that are yeah. actually you know the, the the backup band, and they're all like, and he looks so out of place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong, because Elton John always had a style that screamed you know unique, right? But I just mean because he's so old. <laughs> he was just just different, man. It, just, it was just like. Like, you know, it's crazy. But anyway, <laughs> but he was, but he was killing it. I mean, like he was absolutely, and it was just nothing for him just to get up, but, but before all these millions of people and perform the song that he has done so many times in his career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and just, you know, he's just up there doing his thing. And I'm like, man, that's. He's on autopilot. I mean, yeah. Point. Right. Like right. it's just, I mean, he's just getting up there, getting that paycheck. And, and <laughs> I don't mean to criticize. He's doing a fantastic job doing it. So Elton John. <laughs> all that to say Frank Elton you look if you're listening you look great man you look no, great no. Keep, keep up the good work come on the show if you're listening <laughs> we would love to have you Elton that'd be great uh, Frank Sinatra or Louis Armstrong man th- this is this is my least favorite of all these questions um, because it, this is really difficult for me I, I'm i gonna go with Louis Armstrong and that is very hard for me because I love I love Frank Sinatra but I I, 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 I don't know I think I think Louis Armstrong uh you know, pioneered a lot of the, you know, uh, jazz, even blues, you know, we think of him as, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I gotta go with Louis Armstrong. Wasn't Sinatra, wasn't Sinatra a pipe smoker? He was. Yeah. The pipe smoking part of me wants to go with, with Frank, but, yeah. um, I, I don't know. I think I gotta go with, with Satchmo. I was, I was going to go with Armstrong, but then you went with Armstrong. I'll go with Frank Sinatra. Okay. That'll right. work. We'll, we'll balance it out. Uh, and then finally, cold player green day. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wow. Bring it up to the modern era. Wow. Uh, gotta go with... Uh, Not really that modern, actually. Gotta, yeah, I was about to say, like, what is 1998? Uh, yeah. No, no. gotta go with Coldplay on this, I think me. I, I gotta go with Coldplay. They're still trucking, too. Yeah, no, right? Coldplay, I, yeah. I like... Some incredible albums. Like, I, I mean, I listened... That was more college for me and kind of kind of post-college. I, you know, got into a lot of their stuff. I, I gotta go to Coldplay. Yeah, I guess... Green, Green Day was a little too... A little maybe, too angry for maybe, you. Maybe a little too edgy. Yeah, a little too angry. See, that's that's kind of why I was leaning towards Green Day. I mean, I, I like. Yeah. I guess if I had to choose now, who am I gonna like between the two of them? Who am I gonna listen to? I would choose Coldplay. Yeah. Um. But overall, in terms of music that impacted me, yeah, I gotta have to go with Green Day. So, but all right, Coldplay. I'll go with Coldplay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right, those are good questions. <laughs> they were great. Look, music. You know, for those of you who've been listening listening long enough, you know that when music enters into the quick fire questions, uh, uh, it's polarized. It, it, it can be polarized, and, and we get a little passionate about it. A little bit. Look, music <laughs> is a it's a thing to get passionate about. So great, great quick fire questions, Chase. Uh, those of you who sent them into Facebook, I'll be collecting those. We'll be coming through those in the coming episodes. But uh, hey, don't stop. Go ahead and email us csr at potisteri Send them in Facebook, Twitter. Any way we can get those, we love to get those. Um, yeah, so absolutely do that. We got some uh, listener feedback we're about to jump into, but first let's talk about the tobacco that is actually sponsoring this Man, episode. of the week, yes. Man, okay, so the Peter Stokeby Luxury Bullseye Flake. Man, it's so delicious, and I'm actually smoking it right now in 
my Kamoy uh, pipe that I discussed earlier. Uh, Luxury Bullseye Flake from Peter Stokeby. Uh, it's one of their best-selling tobaccos, something uh, we've always been proud to be associated with. But um, think of uh, medallions of tobacco. You know, this is a long uh, kind of Cavendish uh, cigar-type strip that uh, is in the middle of this uh, this roll. They, yeah. they wrap it up with a bunch of delicious, uh, you know, Burleys and Virginias, and, uh, and, and it's just really tasty. They uh, slice it into these coins. Uh, that you'll find, uh, you know, in a in, at your uh, local tobacconist in bulk, and um, man, they're just so delicious. It's so cool to even think about. I mean, you know, a lot of times when I think about kind of those uh, disc style slices of tobacco, yeah, yeah, you don't really think about them in, in terms of being able to to get them in bulk. But uh, really awesome. You know, the uh, the bullseye you already mentioned it, but of course that uh, that black Cavendish is right there in the center of the wrap, so it gives it that bullseye look, and is in fact the inspiration for the uh, for the name for itself. The name. Yeah. So hey, if you've got some Peter Stokeby Luxury Bullseye Flake, go ahead. Uh, uh, take a picture of it so people can see what you're smoking. Uh, go ahead and send that in. Actually, uh, tweet us into those pictures. We'll retweet them out at Squire Radio. And uh, yeah, we want to thank them for helping make this show happen. Man, it's so good. Your, your thoughts, thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener feedback. All right, listener feedback. We've got Steve B. on Facebook. Steve B. on Facebook, he says, Hey, Cheesehead Pipe here. I'm guessing that's from because he's from Wisconsin. Is that right? Oh, that makes some sense. <laughs> Just wanted to let you know that I had reached out uh, to Reborn and had my pipe fixed. Uh, we're talking about uh, Reborn Pipes, who's a devoted listener and, and good friend of the show. Uh, Steve Logg, who, who is Reborn Pipes, uh, was great to work with, and I wanted to thank you guys for the recommendation. Uh, got a great whiskey for you guys to try on the next pairing. Uh, it's Whistlepig Rye. What a name. Whistlepig oh, I've Rye. I've seen that. Uh, a little pricey, $70 for a, uh, for a fifth. But such a great value, which is must it must be delicious if uh, if that's the value. That, that sounds awesome. Uh, pretty sure you won't be disappointed. So, uh, Steve B, thanks so much. We appreciate your feedback, brother. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's try to do that next time. That sounds great. Also got an iTunes review in from Alex Azar, who says, "Amazing show. I'm writing out of Camp Pendleton, California. Uh, me and my father, who live in the East Texas, wait, who lives." Oh, his father. <laughs> Me and my father, who lives in East Texas, both listen to y'all's show, especially when we're relaxing and smoking our pipes. We both got into pipe smoking about a year ago and absolutely love it. But we wouldn't love it. It. We, but we live. No, sorry. But we wouldn't love it quite as much without the incredible knowledge that we have gained from listening to y'all's podcast. Also, I recently tried Rivendell Second Breakfast and, ladies and gentlemen, Green Dragon Ow! Uh, from the Country Squire. They all taste great, and I'm looking forward to trying many more of y'all's blends. Thank you guys so much for what y'all are doing for the pipe community. Man, re- really high praise, Alex. That's awesome. And Green Dragon goes by a different name now, right? It, not yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, 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 we're debating this. Okay. We're, we're debating this. It's our, it's our most recent Tolkien-inspired blend. Uh, it was the Long Smoke Competition blend for uh-huh. 20, 2015. Right. And, um, and, and, and yeah, we're just tired of people walking in the shop and being like, Green Dragon, does that have pot in it? <sighs> No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no uh, illegal substance uh, by the state of Mississippi laws in uh, in in Green Dragon. So, well, right. that's great, <laughs> guys. We're we got- gl- glad you're enjoying them, Alex. That's really great. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to sending you more of our uh, hand blended tobaccos. Reborn Pipes actually watching in the live and tweeting in yeah. says a good cherry tin blend is uh, top black cherry from uh, Goweth. Yeah, uh, I've and heard. Hogarth. I think we talked about that before. Yeah, really good. Says it's a unique and great tasting. 
Uh, also, Russ Hicks says that uh, he'd love to hear our thoughts on what the new FDA rules might be might do to small batch tobacco. I don't want to talk about it. It makes me angry. All right. So that might be a future episode any of itself. Yep. Um, also, you know, I love it. Whenever you guys tweet in pictures of uh, what you're smoking while you're watching, that's that's so cool. Thank you all so much for doing that. Um, any, any more you want to pick out there? Uh, yeah, Russ also mentions uh, good memories of Five O'Clock Irishman. Uh, good stuff. Five O'Clock Irishman, of course, is uh, one of um, uh, Stephen Books from the House of Calabash in Washington. Uh, one of his blends. And he says, good stuff. Uh, Peace and Lankford have to qualify as master blenders uh, as well, uh, which, uh, which, I, which I think are fair. They are also both uh, west of the Mississippi. How do you qualify as a master blender? Uh, it reminds me of Master Builder from the Lego movie. Um, so, <laughs> however they did it, however that's, did I, it. I want to be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. You are the special. You you are the special. I'm. L- you never saw the Lego movie, did you? No, I don't know what you're talking oh about. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hope uh, somebody tweeted in before we went live and said they hope I don't spoil Batman versus Superman. I'm going to right here and now. It's terrible. Spoilers. I, it's, I, it's awful. It, you know, if if you listen long enough and know me, you know, you know very well that I just don't watch a lot of movies. I, I don't, but I've right. heard on multiple occasions that, uh, this movie is, 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 is just awful. Yeah. Don't yeah. go see Batman versus Superman. Teach them a lesson. Wait until it comes <laughs> out. That's yours. Um, don't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you are talking about Batman versus Superman. You may need to polish that off. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, actually, if you do want to hear my thoughts on that uh, particular movie, uh, I'll, I'll put a quick shameless plug in. No, you should. Yeah, panel to screen. We actually did a review it's of it. It's another podcast that Bo, Bo uh, does every this week. This is true. Uh, actually, that one we don't do every week anymore. We just do that okay. whenever a new movie comes out, give it a review. Yeah. Um, yeah, very spoiler heavy. So uh, if you if you don't want spoilers, don't listen to it. But uh, if you do, if you want to hear me rant about how yeah, terrible about say, that movie it, is it, for an hour. If, if we have someone that wants to commiserate yeah. uh, with you, uh, yeah. might be a, a appropriate place to go. It's a place to do it. So panel to can, can you tell me who wins, Batman or Superman? No, I feel like that would be a spoiler that would be like the that. ultimate yeah. spoiler. I, I won't yeah. you know, even though i don't want people to see the movie if they're gonna see it i don't want to be the one that ruins it you know batman versus Superman. I, I, I just think of like it, it'll ruin itself <laughs> that's so bad so true that's so bad um you, you know with with superman you think of uh I, I i don't know just uh kind of invincible deal and uh lots of spandex uh it's kind of terrifying and and a cape uh well they both have capes and and then batman you know you've got uh you know, it, this dark kind of, uh, you know, it depressed kind of thing going on. I, I I don't know. You know, that's Superman all I got. would probably be a pipe smoker. Batman would be a cigar. Actually, Batman did smoke a pipe. I don't know. I was about to, like, Batman I don't smoked know. a pipe. No, yeah. no, you think about Batman being real pensive and kind of uh, no, no, but br- like brooding. Yeah. In the comics. And that's a good point. But literally in the comics, Batman yeah. did smoke a pipe back in the day. Yeah. Uh, in the golden age of comics, Bruce Wayne did. In fact, actually, that might have to be a Heroes of the Bowl at some point. I think, oh, that, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I think Superman probably smoked uh, cigarettes. <laughs> As long as they're not kryptonite. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and close it out. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. I want to encourage you. You can actually tune in live every single Monday night. Uh, you can find us 6.30 p.m. Central Time. That is 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern at CountrySquireRadio.com. Yep. You can also follow us throughout the week. You can follow me at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole. Or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. Of course, you can follow the show as well at Squire Radio. We love getting y'all's tweets in throughout the week. It's a great way to uh, keep up with what's going on in y'all's lives so thank y'all so much for doing that you can find direct links to all that and more at countrysquireradio.com we encourage you to also write us those reviews on itunes subscribe to the show on the satchel podcast player um and i think 
that is gonna be about it. That's about it, man. Yeah, that's we had a great show. Yeah, yeah. I, I I enjoyed talking about Kamoy, and it kind of uh, re inspires me to just um, I don't know find more of their pipes and and maybe try to build a collection. I I, I just think they have such a beautiful legacy, and uh, I really wish them well as they continue to kind of build their brand back up and uh, and get more aggressive in the marketing. But um, man, in the meantime, I am gonna thoroughly enjoy uh, my Kamoy yard pipe, which I think has graduated beyond the yard. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't. It's wanna... pretty beat up. I don't want to insult your pipe, but it's it's seen it's, some it's action. Pretty, I, I, be, I built my entire fence smoking this pipe. You need and, to take uh, some close up pipe pictures. Of that I, I really, I now. really do. It's yeah. a it's a it's a nice piece, but um, it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's beat up like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ran over it with the lawnmower, but but I may have. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go have a night. Bye, buddy. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.